were you guys singing? I'm sorry I missed it. Various songs that included the lyric, ooh. Yo, some fucking bops, mm. man. Ooh, baby, do you know <laughs> Was that one of them? It wasn't, but that's a third. Yeah, but now it is. How far, how far can we go with this? I, I do think that mine and Andrew's though did have that lyric in the title. Oh. So I think yeah, maybe we have to find one that's actually in the title. Uh, Andrew's is spelled weird. What was Andrew's? Uh, ooh, yeah, child. ooh, child, mm. and it got spelled like O dash O dash H child yes it it is confirmed yes mine's um baby uh run run the jewels has a song called ooh la la are they cool i thought i heard they did something problem no that i think you know moby i thought they might have done something problematic a while ago i mean moby <laughs> moby has some fucking problems moby and run the jewels also yeah also very different. okay <laughs> run, run the jewels had some shit because killer mike uh came out as like not came out but he just said that he's pro-gun because oh. he thinks that black people should be armed oh and then and then the uh the libs <laughs> they came at him the sjw's were like no black people should never <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then they got really confused and just like tripped over themselves comedically. Well, I, people got upset with Killer Mike of all people for having. Yeah, his <laughs> name is. Like, we could never have seen this coming. Killer oh, Mike, no. I thought you were so mild mannered. Yeah, Killer Mike, you would never advocate for killing machines. <laughs> this doesn't make any sense. Fucking lukewarm take from killer mike hey if crazy white people have guns black people should have guns too and when somebody tried to cancel him over that <gasps> get the fuck out killer mike you maniac i thought you were i thought you were family friendly yeah i thought you were a gentleman <laughs> but you know what is gonna be family friendly three gentlemen on a podcast and that podcast is episode 107 of the Voluntary Viewing Podcast, recorded on August 9th, 2020. On the podcast today is a man who's about to say why his blasé ball team is the best, Andrew Clark. Yo, do you like wings? I do. Do you like wild wings? I, yes. Do you like Mexico? Be careful with what you say. <laughs> yeah. uh, that was a loaded question, motherfucker. Sure. Well, then, the Mexico City Wild Wings are the team for you. Mm. I still haven't really been able to get back into baseball. You guys got into it, like, a day before they're apparently going to be down for a week for maintenance. So... Yeah, I, to I, I came back in. I came back in last night, and it's like the season's over, and I'm like, okay. So I like cast a vote, and then that was it. That was all I could do. Mm. Yep. Also on the podcast today is a man who's going to say why his blase ball team is the best. Ryan Holtz. Let me, let me just sit down for a second and mm. just talk to you a little heart to heart. What what is what makes America 
actually great. Like beyond just wings. The, <laughs> beyond just the stereotypical uh, nationalistic sentiments, the city on a hill arguments. Mm-hmm. In all reality, it's 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 natural beauty and splendor. Mm. That's that's something that America has that a lot of countries don't. And after being protected by the federal government from various presidents such as Teddy Roosevelt, I think our national park system is something that just doesn't get enough credit in everyday American life. So why not celebrate the crown jewel of the national park system in Yellowstone, the greatest location of a baseball team in history? Is this just would a, you, like a, a travel ad? Would you, would you say... I don't know. What, what's the sensation when seeing Yellowstone's just gorgeous natural rock formations? In a couple of years, almost... the thing's going to take out the whole fucking Western Hemisphere. Would you, would you call them magical? Ooh, I would. I would the, call them magical. The Yellowstone magic is the only, mm. the only team to choose. There, there really cannot be an argument for any of them, even though half of them are meme teams. For this one... They went authentic with it. Mm. They, they really dug deep into themselves. They did some introspective reflection, and and arrived at just just the most wholesome, beautiful name for a, a, the most wholesome, beautiful baseball team. Yellowstone Magic, all the way. I want to vote for you for <laughs> something. Mm. Maybe, like, maxing out at, like, a state senator or congressman. But definitely, mm. like, yo, if you want to be an alderman, you have my vote, Ryan. <laughs> I'm bland and white. <laughs> I can literally automatically be on a city council. <laughs> I can do anything. I can't necessarily do anything, but literally that much will get me on a city council if I choose to. Last up on the podcast, we have me, Lucas DeWriter, a fan of the best blazeball team, the Chicago Firefighters. Why are we the best, you ask? Well, let me tell you. Because you're the worst in the league. And because of that, we <laughs> got fun. Alex Trollolol in the Soul Swap, best pitcher in the league on our team right now. Not to mention bunch of other great blessings let me tell you once blazeball comes back next season is gonna be fire and who's gonna be there to fight that fire the chicago fire fighters we're from chicago that's all i got is that their is that their uh their motto yes we're from chicago <laughs> is it legitimately yes <laughs> uh, where do you where do you find that information? Uh, you click on you click on the uh, team. Oh, <laughs> mine's just wings, beer, baseball. <laughs> Wait, baseball or blazeball? Or okay. blazeball? Yeah. Sorry, okay. yeah. mine much much like my slice of Americana that I oh gladly served up to you is as above, so below. <laughs> <laughs> it's that really sounds like. Like, like they're foreshadowing the eruptions. <laughs> Yellowstone. Look, we're we are a we're the intellectuals uh, of baseball. You know, I don't like to brag, but it, to be fair, it takes a very high IQ to understand the Yellowstone magic. 
I'm clicking on all the teams now to uh, see what their <laughs> mottos are. This is pretty fucking funny. <laughs> the Kansas City Breathmints. Fresh breath, here we come. <laughs> the Hawaii Fridays is just, it's island time. <laughs> That's a real thing, by the way. Mm. Island time. I, I know. Fucks with college football bowl games sometimes. Mm. Unlimited tacos is 72 degrees and infinite. <laughs> what does that even mean? It's a thinker. Is that is that the temperature you need to cook ground beef to so it doesn't have salmonella? No. 72? No, it definitely should be know. higher. I mean, maybe it's that's the temp. joke is that they were... <laughs> I mean, maybe the joke is that they were only cooked to 72 degrees. They wouldn't be cooked. That's room temperature. <laughs> you leave it outside of the fridge for a few hours, and it'll be cooked to 72 degrees. Oh, it's 160. It's 160, you, listeners at home. If you if you killed a cow and just took that meat, it would be cooked warmer than 72 degrees. <laughs> You'd have to actually cool it down to get to 72 the Miami Dale, their their motto is just Dale. Ah, that's a reflexive one. <laughs> yeah. It's meta. Um, I feel like it should be Mr. Worldwide or something. Oh, yeah, that one would have definitely been better. Uh, so both Eat the Rich and um, Interview, uh, both of those won the league-wide elections and. Eat the Rich did what it said it was going to do. We all have more uh, Blaze Bucks now. But yeah, interviews unlocked uh, more more player stats, more player information. Apparently, items and armor are a mechanic in this game. And I'm interested to see how that's going to pan out. My uh, best players, or my best pitcher's uh, blood type is acidic. <laughs> <laughs> is, that a, is that a buff? Is that a nerf? I, I, I don't know. Um, her evolution is base. <laughs> um, her pregame ritual is photography. Uh-huh. Her coffee style is Americano. Mm-hmm. Blood type is acidic. And, of course, her fate is 72. <laughs> What's the soul scream? Nailed it. I love it. Also, no armor. Oof. And her current vibe is excellent. <laughs> Good for Ooh. her. Ooh, nailing it. My best player is Francisco Preston, the batter. Uh, four stars of batting. No big deal. He does have two and a half stars of pitching, so I feel like he's better than half of our pitchers. So. <laughs> anyway. Oh. Um, evolution base. Pre-game ritual is fishing for compliments. <laughs> um, coffee style is cold brew. Blood type is H2O. <laughs> oh, and Soul Scream is XO XO yo There you go. So when it says fate, is that like how long they're gonna I live? I don't know. No one knows. Because uh, Francisco Preston's fate is only thirty-one. Ooh. Mm, that's concerning because Alex Trollolol has a fate of only twenty. Oh. Mm. Mm. Oh, what if what if that was the cosmic evil of all this <gasps> shit? Is that, um, what's his name? Uh, Alex Trollolol, you know, just superstar player, uh, came straight out of high school. This dude is, you know, 19 years old, 
and you know he got kind of passed around the league due to some weird demon shit and he found himself in the chicago firefighters and he's gonna die in like five months <laughs> also I mean, five months would be decades worth of seasons mm. Oh yeah. So Good point. also, I apologize. I've been mispronouncing his name. It's actually Axel Trollolol. Oh yeah. How dumb of us. Good thing we got all that dumb out of our system because we're moving into news of the week. Trump just signed an executive order banning transactions with a major stockholder in WeChat, Tencent, as a part of his tantrum against TikTok. Tencent, of course, also has major financial stakes in a host of gaming, music, and entertainment companies. Uh, While this is set to go into effect in 45 days, Trump may have just unintentionally bankrupted or at least undercut the likes of Riot Games, Epic Games, Activision Blizzard, and upwards of half of the gaming industry, also, Spotify, Discord, Warner Movies, and Universal Music Group. Or it might just be TikTok and we TikTok and WeChat. That's not really clear right now. Um, I think that they did like later make a statement uh, saying that it would only affect uh, WeChat and TikTok. But if um, that's not like in the executive order, then what? I mean, it's yeah. already, like, shaky legal ground, but... The, yeah. I mean, the yeah, Patriot Act obviously. will only affect the terrorists. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That could never backfire. Yeah, I love how this whole thing is like, oh, we gotta, you know, ban TikTok and WeChat. What about the information? Don't you guys want to make sure that your information is private? Only we, the government, can take that because we think you're terrorists. <laughs> I, they're... There definitely is a xenophobic bent to all of this, right? I mean, yeah. It's, <laughs> You're talking about the Trump administration. True. Yeah. A xenophobic uh, bend. It, I think it's just... This is, is just it xenophobia. Possible, is it possible that the Trump administration may be doing something with nationalists or racist undertones? Hmm. Here to comment is Trump's press secretary. Yes. <laughs> wow, you're you're really bad at your job, press secretary. But I appreciate the honesty. <laughs> Some would say that makes that would make them good at their job, but mm, um, maybe. So yeah, that's that's a whole fucked up situation, and I imagine there are going to be some epi- economic ripples where. Everybody eyeing up a partnership with a Chinese company right now is like, maybe nah. And that could... Yeah. Yeah. And of course, not to say that Tencent isn't, like, a giant, also evil in their own way company. It's... it's, None of these people people are innocent. It's just, we know why this is happening. Yeah. We don't know why for certain, but we can make a guess as to why Carrion's switch icon was changed. <laughs> what? It absolutely is a vagina. Right? <laughs> yeah. I got I don't think I looked into this one before. Just open the link. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. That is just a vagina. Yeah. 
People totally just approved of it. Just like, <laughs> what yep. is this from? What the fuck is Carry On? Um, it's a pretty cool indie Switch game where the gimmick is that you are playing as the like amorphous blob monster trying to escape a government facility. The vagina. Yes. Okay. Although hmm. it's kind of more squiddy in the new one. Hard to say. Hard to say. Squiddy. Formerly a vagina, now a squid. <laughs> it's just, a, it's just like a, all grown up. It's like a fiddler on the roof musical. <laughs> I was a vagina, and now I'm a squid. You're right. <laughs> Can't can't wait for the Splatoon crossover. You're a kid, you're oh. a squid. You're a kid, you're a squid. You're a vagina, you're a you're squid. A vagina. You're a vagina, you're a squid. They said I was worth two cents, but I think I'm worth a quid. Ah, damn it. Fuck. <laughs> ah, the syllables. We're, we're never going to be ready in time for, time for premiere. Got two weeks of rehearsals left to get it right. You better go redo that script, and you better get it down right, goddammit. Put that thing back where it came from, or so help me. <laughs> Striking writers for the visual novel Lovestruck reached an agreement with their employer, Voltage Entertainment. Sounds like a game. I mean, I don't think you guys would consider it a game, but I definitely do. I was I was being ironic because ah. usually it's the other way around. Ah. People like Kotaku report it as a game, and then people are like, "Don't you mean visual novel?" Um. Yeah, this is pretty cool. Pretty great to see. I think, uh, especially with it, sounds like people at Blizzard are kind of mounting to do their own unionization thing. Yeah. It's weird. There you go. A PlayStation event reveals that Bug Snacks is a mystery thriller. It's like Shutter Island. <laughs> yeah. Bug Snacks. You're not that far off. Um, what the fuck? Man? I know you guys watched the trailer, but just for our listeners who didn't, I want to let them know. Apparently, the whole premise of the game is that you are a reporter who is going to Bug Snacks Island and investigating. Because the walrus lady from the first trailer is sketchy and maybe running some kind of scam. And it seems like it might be like a more nefarious Jurassic Park situation. Jurassic Park was pretty nefarious. <laughs> yeah, from the beginning that was a they, little nefarious. Yeah, they, they like fucking made dinosaurs. They, they shirked God <laughs> and then killed hundreds of people. <laughs> Can I? So if if this is more nefarious Jurassic Park, holy shit, we are in, we are in for something. Can I just say though that the picture that they're using has some questionable things on it, like yeah, things that are, have very real world consequences, like the fucking radio towers. And, oh you know, the yeah, the real world analog mm. being five G. There's like a bug that kind of looks like the COVID thing, and it's like why not natural. <laughs> Creating in a lab, real world analogy, some flat earther stuff on there. Mm. Obviously, Illuminati stuff. 
Yeah. <laughs> where are you where are you seeing this? It's the like cover photo on the Kotaku article. It's like a dude standing in front of a board with his arms crossed. Oh, oh that okay. And the board has a bunch of real world yeah. analog conspiracy theories. Which would be cute oh, if they man. weren't very dangerous in today's society. Oh man. And kind of affecting people's brains in a very negative way. At least there's no anti-vaccine stuff mm. that I can decipher. Well, not yet. Yeah, that's that's the next announcement. Oh, and the the hippo, the the, or the walrus lady, she's a billionaire and she wants to track us chip all you. with chips <laughs> from the vaccine. She's chip you. <laughs> Biggest political commentary of 2020: Bug Snacks forces no, us to ask the questions. Yeah. I, re- I refuse to participate in bug snacks, not because of the problematic shit or the real world. <laughs> wow, be- because because it has bugs that are also snacks. Yeah, the problematic so do you shit. Ref- do you refuse to yeah. participate in the Lion King? Because because the bugs were snacks. Because there were bugs that were snacks. Oh. Answer the question. Andrew, if you don't play Bug Snacks, you're basically saying fuck Timon and Pumbaa. You're a hypocrite or a loser. I might be both. <laughs> you can choose both. Mm. Don't know why you would, but you could choose both. Society always tells you you gotta <laughs> choose between one thing or another. And I say, fuck society, I'm choosing everything you're like rorschach blended with mr robot which is <laughs> yeah. a show that you haven't even seen i say fuck society because they're they're just out there to rape little girls <laughs> that's every monologue from rorschach ever we okay if we're starting to get into this territory we gotta hustle up just so we can go off about uh the boys um geomedia the conglomerate that child mm. i don't know Geomedia, the conglomerate that owns Kotaku, Jezebel, Zombie Deadspin, etc., laid off half of their video team without notice because, you know, it's not like Kotaku's highlight reel wasn't a really successful YouTube series that they just got rid of. Oh, they got rid of hi- highlight Yeah, reel? they fired the guy who did that. Oh, that was the only reason I followed <laughs> Kotaku on YouTube. <laughs> well, you can unsubscribe now. Fuck! You can... You can, you can... Uh, speak with your wallet <laughs> by unsubbing. I don't. Pay, I don't pay anything. <laughs> they lost. I mean, you're the product. You 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 get advertised to. God, yeah. Ever since or do you, things. Andrew? What do you mean? Or do I? Do or did you whitelist Kotaku on your ad blocker? I don't have ad blocker. Oh my god, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> Every once in a while, I'm reminded that you live in like. The early a 1900s. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, here's another one of those moments. <laughs> Marketing has no effect on me anyway. Ad blocker would just put white spaces over what is already white spaces in my brain. Here's the thing. I've everyone, evolved past marketing. Everyone thinks that, and literally no one is above it. <laughs> everyone I've thinks that marketing... Br- doesn't have an I've effect a on them. special brain. <laughs> but they always just don't realize the, the passive impact, the, the soft power of marketing. Hey, I'm not buying bug snacks, am I? 
Was that marketing? Mm. <laughs> Advertising failed. <laughs> You're going to buy a PS5. It's because I want to. But that was what that <laughs> event with Bug <laughs> Snacks was for. Do, nothing to do <laughs> Okay. What are the PS3 with the fact that you owned a PS4, which has to do with the fact that you owned a PS3, which may have brand, had something to do with. It's free will. It's not brand loyalty. <laughs> it's free will. What if, I have free will. There's no such thing as destiny. There's no such thing as destiny. What did the Aaron Paul said so in season three of Westworld? What oh if, no! Uh, <laughs> You're quoting season three of Westworld. Too <laughs> what if the PlayStation Yikes. Five comes preloaded with bug snacks? Ooh! Oh no! Controversy. <laughs> the decision of a lifetime. What if the PlayStation Five? Uh, has has like a little prompt. It's not Bugsnax doesn't come pre-installed. That okay. would that'd be patently ridiculous. But what if as like a Bugsnax promo, they they the PS5 box includes some like fruit gummies <laughs> that are shaped like bugs. Oh my god! Do you have to immediately burn it with fire? Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. It it, it is not patently. Uh, ridiculous that the PlayStation 5 might just come with bug snacks. I mean, after all, the Wii came with the best Wii game free. Are you saying that so, bug snacks is the best PS5 game? No, I'm Confirmed. saying that if I'm saying that if the Wii can come out with the best Wii game being included, the PlayStation 5 can include bug snacks. Mm. <laughs> because it'll, because it'll be the best PlayStation 5 game? No. It might be a fucking tech demo for all we know. All those Wii Sports plebs out there never played Wii Sports Resort and it shows. Mmm. <laughs> mmm. Um, nothing television film. Uh, moving into the other category, more of a PSA than anything. Don't buy shit from Teesprings. Apparently they're a fascist company that lacks self-awareness. Uh, says I... Somebody who ordered something on Teesprings like 12 hours before this came out. Did you I don't return know what it? Teesprings is. I cannot. Ah. Uh, Teesprings is just like a giant online, like a mostly shirt, but also like other decorative stir, uh, stuff, like printing and shipping company. You send them, you send them designs, and then they turn it into a shirt and other stuff. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So what happened? They just, like, were people uploading, like, n- like Nazi and white nationalist shit on there and uh, people were buying it or what? Yes, that's still happening. Um, but the real kicker is that they put out a tweet that said something to the effect of, yeah, we're, we're seeing people post a lot of violent Antifa content on our site. Um, so we're going to pull all of that down and review it. Uh, we're not fascist, though. Yeah. Hmm. yeah, that's a little weird. It's a little suspect. Well, leaving the aforementioned Nazi stuff up on their platform. It's all in the tweet ah. thread. Um, fuck it, let's just... Nothing in the meme corners. Skipping breakouts, we can loop back to that. Group chat. Andrew, how far are you in The Boys? Four episodes. Jesus Damn. Christ, I love you. That is more TV than you've watched. 
in the it last is. few weeks, and you did it in it one is. day. So you are at the halfway mark. Um, Jade had to work today, and so this morning I got up, I swam some laps, I watered my garden, I came inside, I made some lunch, I made some salsa with tomatoes that I got Jesus from my garden, Christ. and that, and then I sat down and I turned on the points. So you lived your normcore life. <laughs> For the it's first, not norm core. My tomatoes are delicious. Day. Fuck you. The first half of the day, and then the boys rescued you okay, from the norm first off, core. The first thing I did was go swim laps, which that's you did pretty, the other day as well. Are you norm core, that's, Ryan? That's pretty... Uh, ad hominem attacks mm, will not distract mm, from the message. Pretty suspect. I think Ryan is accusing me of being norm core to distract you all from the fact that he, in fact, is actually norm core. It's like when those pray, pray away the gay uh, pastors are actually gay, but they're so anti-gay to throw you off their scent. Like Ezekiel? Mm. Yeah, like Ezekiel. <laughs> also, Andrew, I, I just... The, what, two, two wrongs don't distract from the first wrong. Things can be bad simultaneously. I'm not normcore just I for making some goddamn salsa. I didn't swim laps and then go pick heirloom tomatoes from my fucking garden and then make they salsa. They weren't heirloom tomatoes. They were yellow grape tomatoes. Oh, God. I ate instead 12 Taco Bell tacos. So no, that's balancing uh, the laps. One way, or, one way or another, I think we should all agree that's worse. That is, uh, it might be worse, but it's not normcore. I... I think honestly, I think Taco Bell is pretty normcore. Oh come point. on, dude! No. Oh yeah, yeah. Eating I mass amounts of Taco Bell is not fucking normcore. First off, Taco Bell sucks. Wow, all, Taco wow, Bell, very normcore. You have shown Taco, your true colors. Taco sir. Bell is the most normy fast food restaurant. Dude, you're out insane there. compared to McDonald's. Yeah. No. Andrew, yeah, it does on. not get yeah. more normcore than McDonald's. That is insanity. You are unhinged. Your true colors are showing. And honestly, I'm not even angry at you. I just hope you get some help. <laughs> Taco Bell is so bad. There were only a handful of good things on the menu, and they took yeah. almost all of them off the menu. You can't. You can't go wrong with the beefy five layer. Andrew, there is no way in I'm pretty sure they took the beefy five no, off the menu. We got it yesterday. <laughs> it's on, baby. Oh. What items did Taco Bell get rid of? There's no way in hell Taco Bell is more normcore than Subway. Oh, A place where yeah. you can order fucking white bread. Yep. Lucas actually nailed it. It's absolutely Subway. Yeah, Lucas might be right. Okay, it's Subway, closely followed by Taco Bell. You can, um, at Subway, you can order a ham sandwich and make someone else make it for you. You can get white bread, have them put ham and provolone, and eat your ham sandwich. <laughs> Oh, just a, that, just a, that is is definitely the most normal. <laughs> you, you, you got me there. Just a little bit of light mayo, please. Oh, <laughs> light mayo. <laughs> the light mayo. Yep. yep. Nope, you nailed it. It's absolutely Subway. Jesus Christ. I want what? I want a foot long? No, I want a six inch sub <laughs> with ham, provolone, Light mayo. Uh, I, light mayo. And then I'm going to get iceberg a, lettuce. And I'm going to get a lettuce. bag of classic Lay's. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Just fucking bland ass potato chips. 
No, no, baked, baked lays. Oh God! At least yeah. that feels like it's starting to get hipstery, though. You're getting might be getting out of normcore. I feel like I don't, I don't think anyone eats baked lays because they like them. I, I, I think like, it's just I like, people that are trying to watch their figure. I like baked lays. <laughs> oh my God! Do you like baked lays more than standard lays? Yes. Oh, it's a texture Lucas. thing. Uh, I agree with you, and I think that standard <laughs> lays have better texture. Yeah, no, baked, baked lays, one, they do have less flavor, but that's not the, the egregious part. It's that the, the texture of baked lays is so off-putting. Yeah. It's just, it's wrong. It's it's wheat-thin texture without wheat-thin taste. Yeah, yeah. Because, <laughs> like, you can enjoy some wheat thins. That's because you're just eating salt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Which is fine, once again. Yeah. If that's what you're into, go ahead. Lays are not low sodium. Yeah. Means. But baked lays. Our middle Damn. school had baked lays. And Ooh. I would be lying if I said I didn't get them every once in a while. But I mean, if they had... Not eating anything. Yeah, if they had standard lays. Huh? No, no way. They had barbecue baked lays, which was like at least what? some little bit of flavor. There, there's flavor there. Yeah. But even then... Eh. Okay, I have a question for you guys. Okay. Um, I have a feeling I know where you guys might land. Uh, and if so, uh, have mercy on me. How do you feel about salt and vinegar chips? I don't think I ever had them, and I think I have no desire to try them. Absolutely disgusting. Oh. <laughs> Beyond reproach. Mm. I think I think I was right. <laughs> Salt and vinegar chips are, I, I think, maybe my favorite flavor of chip. Oh, buddy. They are just every everything that my body craves. You are... When I when I open up a bag hostility. of salt and vinegar chips, I literally start drooling. Your body craves hostility and hatred. It is hatred. so good. It is just... It's just... That was me doing a chef. Yeah, oh, I heard it. You are... The, the salt... And the vinegar combine in a way that is so savory and satisfying, and it just makes your mouth ache. You are <laughs> without good. It you eats. are like the extremophile bacteria that live on the vents at the bottom of the ocean, and yeah. you just you really like being just absolutely destroyed. You are no, no except reason. they're not being destroyed. They thrive. Exactly. Oh no, they thrive <laughs> under that condition. Like. Conditions that should absolutely be the worst thing imaginable for every living thing, except for except for you and them. And so like, what you're saying is that I am just stronger than the rest of you. No, because you're, if you... You were all too weak to enjoy you, salt and vinegar chips. Andrew, we're saying you're the most boring kind of masochist. <laughs> yeah, you're not an extremophile bacteria. It I was making it. It doesn't analogy. hurt. People talk about salt and vinegar chips. They're like, oh my god, it just blisters your mouth, and it's so good. It doesn't. It doesn't hurt. It, it, it just tastes Andrew, good. You, it can. It can leave some sores. Andrew, you're going to look me in the eyes in front of the corpse of the god that we killed on this podcast and say <laughs> you would rather have salt and vinegar chips over cheddar ruffles. Cheddar ruffles are very, very good. Those those are by far oh, absolutely second favorite flavor of chip. Too low. Salt and vinegar are just just my favorite. Mm. If you if they're, you they're eat... a special treat, I don't let myself eat them all that much because oh. I know <laughs> eating eating vinegar is not good for you. Bit of a delectable um, treat. 
Yeah, no. Uh, cheddar ruffles is you know my go-to. Yeah, that's one that you can just shout out on. No negative yeah. health effects whatsoever. You know, <laughs> the moral implications aren't there. <laughs> but every once in a while, I just I just cave. It's like the baby. <laughs> The baby bird that they cook and then have to eat under the napkins so that they <laughs> can hide their shame. That's you with fucking salt and vinegar chips. See, what happens with cheddar ruffles is I will eat them like normal chips and they're really good and I yeah. like them and it's all fine. When you're up if for I a stroll. Get salt and vinegar chips, I will inhale the whole bag and I know that if I keep doing that, I will die. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. Cold, freezing cold take from Andrew Clark, ladies and gentlemen. But, you know, some of some of us are just built differently. And that's... We need to celebrate our differences. <laughs> I see you, Andrew. <laughs> 30 seconds ago, you called me a masochist. And, called you an uh, extremophile... Single cell, single you called me a single-cell bacterium. Yeah. You are comparable to a single-cell bacterium that doesn't mean I I don't see you you in the Navi sense of the word. Oh, my God. (laughs) Also, Ryan, I didn't know that uh, covering their head with a napkin when they eat that bird was a real thing. I thought that was just something that American Dad made up, but no, that's real French cuisine. Okay. I think it's real. Yeah. (laughs) It was was also portrayed on Succession, which you guys... Could also check out. It's pretty good. Um, so popular, yeah. in fact, the bird almost went extinct, and they had to yep. restrict. Oh my god! Okay. What, what what kind of bird was it? Uh, Ortolan bunting. Hmm. Yep. Yeah. Means nothing to me. Humans are monsters. I mean, compared to salt and vinegar <laughs> chips, I'm sure that means nothing <laughs> to you. I knew I knew exactly where this conversation was going to go. You brought it up. And I started yeah. it anyway. No, no, I did. And, and like I said, I knew exactly where it was going to go. I knew I was going to say, how do you guys feel about it? Lucas would say, I have no interest in them. Ryan would say something completely over the top. Like, you know, like they were the, the fucking bane of human existence and they would bring us back to the dark ages. And then I would say that I really like them and get effusive and how much I like them. <laughs> And then, and then he would just go back and forth like that. Oh, no, you're breaking us down. Oh, it's like the series finale of Community when Abed does, does his episode. And it's just the formula. <laughs> no, you figured it out. We have a formula. Luke, I cracked the code. Lucas is the diplomatic one who's just trying to keep us on track. I'm the one just spinning us out of fucking control and, and making Andrew a madman. <laughs> In response. And Andrew's the madman. Yeah, and Andrew is the fucking... The man with the lit match in a diesel factory. No, not diesel, because diesel doesn't explode. A kerosene factory. I don't fucking know. God damn it. Fuck. My references are really lacking behind Sugar there. factory. Uh, Ooh. I don't... Sugar would... Sugar, uh, sugar is highly combustible. Okay, I thought, or, thought that was going to be a very off-color. I think you can use no. flour to make a powder bomb. You can. Huh. And corn dust. Huh. Corn silos very, are fucking ridiculously flammable, flammable tin- and will explode. Like, I would say they're tinderboxes, but they're like on a next level. Yeah. Tinderboxes don't hold a explode. candle, literally. <laughs> guys, tinderboxes we're, we're on a fucking list explode. now. Yeah. No, if you guys really want something, you just take diesel and you boil it. And you, <laughs> no, no, stop, 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 stop. stop. <laughs> 
Um, and while you're at it, here's how you extract the uh, the stimulant from coca leaves. <laughs> if you need to fund your uh, your operation yeah. to the point where you can actually destroy infrastructure, growing and selling drugs is a great way to start. If you've, if you've got a lot of buddies, you can set up what's known as a mule system and all get <laughs> different cold medicines at different times at oh different stores across the state using their IDs. Or you can just have your really fast friend deliver it to people. Hey. I don't know. Bring it back. No, I understand that reference, but that might be a spoiler for Andrew. Well no, I've You've gotten that I've far? seen the first four episodes. Yeah. I don't I don't know how far that is in this in the series. Oh, um the uh girl that was being, you know, held uh captive but is like uh like clearly like being experimented on, uh you know, like escaped and was in the subway, and then they like gassed her, and now they're gonna take her in somewhere. Um, That's and then the uh, the plane thing happened. Yeah, the plane thing happened. Can't you just uh, like fly harder at fly? <laughs> what the fuck does that? <laughs> what? That's when the show got like really to where like Lift you're the like plane. There's nothing to stand on. Yeah, the fuck. And he's just like, you can just fly under, under it. And he's like, I'll just punch right through it. I'm a tiny little object <laughs> in this massive fucking plane. Like, what? It'd be like a bullet going through it. <laughs> and you're like, oh, so like, real world shit really applies here. Like, we kind of mm. knew that already, but <laughs> yeah, there's not going to be any like fake shit going on in this show. <laughs> no. Even when it's convenient for the plot. I. Mm. Do you think that started out with the writers, like, maybe at some point trying to come up with some sort of over-the-top show of, you know, like, who these, like, superheroes are, and, like, one of them was like, oh, what if, like, he saves a plane from crashing, and then they, like, like kind of went with, like, okay, let's see where the holes are here. Yeah. <laughs> if a man actually tried to lift a plane out of the sky, <laughs> what would happen? I mean... Um, so this is adapted from a comic, and I, I'm very confident that the uh, author of the comic just, like, how do I make it very obvious that this character is just not Superman in this universe, and then the fucking plane scene is the perfect way to do that. Yeah. I think it was basically, like, we need we need to kind of have, like, a reveal for all of the main quote-unquote heroes you know like why they're they're not good Mm -hmm. and ironically it's kind of a spoiler i'm not going to get into it but yeah like homelander was the one that they were like he's different like he as far as i can tell he's actually just a fucking superhero and then but uh, he's a psychopath that that had to make him you know like then they had to make his reveal (laughs) the worst like so Next level shit. Homelander is basically, if Superman believed all of his hype, like, oh yeah, Zack Snyder pitching me as a god among men? Yeah, I am that. And the only thing fucking anchoring him is what's basically an Oedipus complex. It is amazing. (laughs) So, kind of... uh, Okay, so that that may have been a spoiler, but I think I could kind of see where it was going anyway, so I'm not going to... I can hold that against you. Uh, mm, um, well, okay, I, I, it's not. I think okay, that it. like most of the other superheroes are like, oh, I've got a thing. You know, I'm super strong or super fast or I got bone claws. Uh, <laughs> I'm invisible. Like you know, like and and because of that, because I've got they're gills. fucking yeah, I talk to porpoises and sometimes have sex with them. Um, and like 
you know, it's them buying their own hype because in real life, most of the time, that's what would happen. People that are just literally a different species that is better than other people would, you know, believe it Mm -hmm. and, you know, think of themselves as better. But Homelander, at least to this point, is so far and away above all of the other superheroes in terms of, you know, how powerful he is. And so... Whereas the other superheroes might be gods amongst men, he's a god amongst gods. Yeah. <laughs> Just like Superman. So he, <laughs> he has no like no reason to like ever think that he should behave like a regular person because he's not. <laughs> and it's horrifying. Yeah. It's, they, I think that's probably the, the seed of the story, right? Is like taking a deep dive into human psychology and what would actually happen if Superman existed. Mm-hmm. Like that was, in my idea, the conceit. For the show and then he had to like build around you know what the consequences of that how it would impact other people's lives yeah and that's and like, like the the main character even though it's not the main character sort of thing mm-hmm. like that's that's the core idea that then sprawls out to you know the graphic novel and then the show yeah so just like oh yeah if superheroes were real they'd, they'd probably be involved in some weird late stage capitalism bullshit I... and there'd be like a bunch of wrongful death horrifying things going on all the time god how well does the show sell vaught as hey what if disney also wanted to get into the pmc game (laughs) yeah Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty solid for that i i almost like a couple episodes into the show like i like i i do like the show i'm not gonna say it's like oh my god like it's this is you know the next show that i'm going to fanboy over but like i i do really like it so far Mm -hmm. i'm very interested in it and I almost gave it a knock early on because I could predict a lot of the things that were going to happen, like, well before they did. And I, But then I kind of, like, looked at what I was thinking about it and I thought, that's not really a knock because it's, like, what would happen in the situation of superheroes were real? And some of it's, like, very, like, yeah, like, of course this would happen. And then it does, you know, the, the superheroes being super rapey and uh just a woman walking on the street getting blown into a thousand pieces because the flash couldn't see where he was going and just crazy shit like that uh seducing a senator then <laughs> shape-shifting into a fat man to blackmail him just yeah okay how do we kill this guy with indestructible skin but what if we put a bomb inside of him <laughs> it's the Ant Man, Thanos. I mean, yeah. come to life, baby. <laughs> oh um, man, yeah, I'm really digging the show too. Uh, being finished with it, I do have a couple of criticisms, but we can definitely wait until next week when you are. I mean, you're on, you're on track to finish it by then, right, Andrew? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll give it a go. Okay, I'll try. Cool. I'm um, gonna give it a, the old college try. Um, but that I never understood where that reference came from. Tommy R. <laughs> God, um, he's the he's the originator, actually. Oh, he's the first God, one to like ever a, say the college try. There's a photo from like the early 1800s at Oxford, and then we like look closely, and it's Tommy R. And he looks exactly the same. 
<laughs> Yikes. If he looks he's exactly the same, he's kind of fucking terrifying. He's a, that's because he's a vampire. I, For his, his entire life, he looked like a man in his early 60s who's like slowly losing his mind. Well, I mean, I, I assume for the first 60 years of his life, he didn't look that way, and then he became a vampire. No, Tommy R is just a ghost from The Shining. He is that always, <laughs> perpetually. It was a cheer to urge a team on dates from the 1930s when college football films were very popular. Huh. Because college football used to be bigger than pro football. Oh. So, in theory, it was, it was that. It was, give him the old college try. Hmm. Fucking 1930s, man. Um, The last thing I wanted to say about the boys, and Ryan, I'm sure you have some uh, closing thoughts that aren't spoilers also, is that I love how uh, close this show gets to just being, like, fucking edgy bullshit, but then has the self-awareness to pull back from it. Like, you can tell that, like, if handled by a worse group of people, this would basically be the movie Wanted, but with superheroes. But no, they actually they actually navigate that really well and I think have some pretty powerful messages in it uh, because of that. And I dig that. The one thing that I will say about the boys that makes me, you know, not again, this isn't really a knock. This was something that kind of just took me out of it for a moment is that all of the characters are, like, in their own ways, such pieces of shit that we had to give one of them, like, a, a really, like, sad backstory to explain why he cared about the girl that was being human trafficked. One of them. <laughs> oh, Andrew, you've got four more episodes. Mm. <laughs> you had to give one of them a backstory for why. No, I'm not saying are. that the other ones don't have a backstory. It's just, like... Why do you care about this girl, this girl that was clearly kidnapped and sold to be experimented on? Well, you see, when I was a little boy, <laughs> my father yeah. was a bepole. <laughs> Half the, most of the time, I cannot like understand what Frenchie is saying. <laughs> um. Yeah. Right, Ryan, you got you got any hot take, closing thoughts on the boys? I mean, I just think, yeah, the, the thing that keeps them grounded is that they're trying to say something. Right. You know, like, I think I think if you got, like you said, the the worst group of people to handle it, then, yeah, they would literally be doing the stuff that they're doing for edgy, edginess sake. But, like, they're, they're, you can tell that they're, at some points, literally, like, beating you over the head with the message because they have a message. Mm-hmm. Like, um, and in a, in a show about superheroes that's trying to be, like, a super a dark realistic portrayal of what superheroes would actually be like it'd be very easy to just not have anything to say and just be like oh it's nihilistic it's all just dumb um no they clearly have a message that's supposed to apply to the real world me having having binged all of it uh this past week and you know granted i think it might have lost us a little bit as time went on but you know then it was just mostly focusing on the story more um it was really hard for me to watch this and not just think, oh, this is all about cops. Plenty of it's about cops. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, a lot of it is about cops. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like, there's definitely, like, more going on, but there, yep, <laughs> there is a lot about cops. There's, there's plenty of cops, plenty of uh, capitalism, plenty Cor- of... Uh... Corporate America, and, yeah. Mm. 
plenty of just like the the state of inequality on our planet. Like there's there's plenty of it. Yeah. All of, it's all plenty to go around. Mm-hmm. And then I can't wait until you watch the season finale, but not because of what you might think. There's one moment that's like one of my favorite moments of the entire season that's a super understated, amazing moment. And I just want to see if you both picked up on it after Andrew watches the season finale. I, Ryan, can you text me that right now? I can hop off right now and you guys can talk about no. it. No, we're not. No, All right. not not even not even the chance that we can spoil you on this because buckle up. Buckle it's, it's a it's a minor moment. Okay. It's definitely not what you're thinking of. I imagine. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Uh, what else are we checking out that we can talk about together or individually? Because I got a doozy, but I might go off for a little bit about it. Oh, really? Are you making your own salsa? <laughs> Andrew, when you told that story, I just imagined you wearing, like, the biggest sun hat made out of straw the entire time. Like, even when you were swimming, even when you were, like, preparing the salsa, you were just wearing that giant gardening hat all throughout. The whole time? Yeah. I'm, I'm wearing it right now. Mm. It's nice. Shower in it. Sleep in it. Take my little siestas. Jesus Christ. That straw hat. Yeah? No, I do not have a straw hat. Your khakis. Your reading glasses. My uh, mug that says some dumb dad joke. Yeah. Your your sandals that have the the little Velcro straps on them. Oh, the straps <laughs> on them, yeah. The Jimmy Buffett soundtrack playing in the background. <laughs> <laughs> Now you mentioned Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> I got like a kiss the chef apron on. Oh no. Kiss me, I'm Irish. That would be better for you. Yeah. I'm going to go on Amazon right now. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Doing all sorts of bad shit. Bad equals normal. Fight the power. <laughs> Oh, man. Okay, I'm done texting Ryan about the boys. Um, After 135 hours, I have beaten Persona 5, the Royal. God damn it. Did you save this for last just because you wanted it to be the last thing we talked about? (laughs) No, I'm I'm perfectly fine if you guys, like, have your own stuff to bring to the table, and I look forward to talking about that if there is anything. But, holy shit, I think this game is... In my experience, at least, never has a good game overstate its welcome for me as much as this one has. Does that make any sense? Like, I think I enjoyed this game, but went on far longer than it should have. I'm going to say something. Yes. So, maybe this is a good game. I haven't played it, so I'm not going to judge it one way or another. Um... But do you think that maybe since this is the second time you've put 130 hours into it, maybe that's why it overstates welcome? <sighs> maybe and... Shocked Pikachu face. <laughs> like, yeah, this could have just been DLC, and if it were a more ethical company than Atlas, this definitely would have just been DLC uh, and not cost me another 60 bucks. But 
Yeah, that that's definitely a part of it. Um, ugh, God, I... Yeah, still can't say I had a bad time with it, though. Um, I don't know. I guess what was just the most frustrating uh, for me and, like, why I think this... It definitely dragged in the latter part of the game is that this game is definitely, like, a male power fantasy where main character doesn't have any kind of personality so you can totally self-imprint and then that's just that's just not interesting after a while like that's not i i don't think that's great storytelling in most video games anymore beyond like a pokemon level of engagement so yeah yeah good game recommended but also too long Yeah, not so like Red Dead Redemption, a very tight and oh no, con- uh, con. What is the word I'm looking for? Concise, concise, yeah. concise game. Have you finished the epilogues yet? <laughs> not quite. Oh. I've put like ten or twelve hours into the epilogue. <laughs> Still not done. It's not. <laughs> it's not really an epilogue anymore, is it? It's just a second game. <laughs> okay, second game's strong, but I mean, yeah, it, it's. It's trying to wrap up quite a bit of content. It's 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 also not bad. And as someone who like played and fell in love with the first game, this is like I I really enjoy this kind of seeing where that gap was bridged. But definitely, Red Dead Redemption Two ended with Arthur dying, and then this is and this is less of an epilogue and more of like a prologue to the first game. Oh, not not a dig. Just, just saying. That's really a lot, a lot of game there. Huh. That's a really interesting take. Okay. Definitely got plenty of prologue in there, especially the build a little house montage. Yep. I was very surprised when the build a little house song started playing. <laughs> I thought but, it was uh, really pleasant. That was uh, one of my I, I, again, of not bad. Not okay. a dig. Just was not expecting it. <laughs> I've seen a, a lot of Red Dead Redemption Two meme videos where that song has been playing and i i thought it was just oh that's because that's a western sounding song that's kind of like funny and awkward sounding (laughs) so it goes well with memes but nope there was a deeper meaning my lumbago um but first off apologies it just started pouring rain by me so sorry listeners if any of that picks up on my mic um so then i assume the epilogue is like this is when everything really falls apart and the gang's broken up like they are at the start of uh, the original Red Dead. Is that fair? No, no that was that's the end like, of the game. Oh, mo- the story of Red Dead Redemption Two was basically the gang falling apart. Oh, okay. And the the epilogue is you know the gang yeah. is no more, and then it's John Marston basically. Like kind Wrapping of up getting all those to loose ends. yeah, and getting to where he was at the beginning of the first game. Does yeah. John play any different than Arthur, or not? Nah. No. Okay. All right. Just a different voice. That's fair. Different character too. Like they. they well, no, 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 a lot no. It's lines. a different character. I mean, like when you're playing as him, like yeah, the, like, the character is definitely different. But like if you're just exploring the open world and you told someone. You know, here's Arthur and here's John. Is there a difference? They'd say, well, the voice is different. Sure. Um, 
But they did actually like go in depth and change a lot of lines and interactions. It's kind of really interesting. Like they, they went fucking hard to make sure that like there was a distinction between the two when you were playing. Like if you do a, a side mission as Arthur versus as yeah. John five years later or whatever. Yep. And if you interact with people that you interacted with as Arthur, then you can talk to them about Arthur and like as John and he'll have different lines than Arthur would have and stuff. So. Hmm. 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 They went hard in the paint. and But there is mods, though, to uh, just replace John with Arthur. No. They replace his character model and the voice acted lines, all the ones that are, you know, that were double doubly mm-hmm. recorded. Yeah. So there is a happy ending mod, <laughs> kind of. It's not quite as creepy as the Fallout 4 mod where your spouse survives. <laughs> oh, <laughs> They cobble together a bunch of the voice lines. Oh, no. That sounds really, really bad. It's It kind of works in a really weird way. There's there's really weird moments where, like, the only line that they could find clearly doesn't fit very well with uh, the conversation that they're trying to have. But, like, very high effort mod. Uh, And then you can just be companions with your spouse for the entire game. And I mean, really, after the initial conversation, you know, it's just like any other companion where you can hit discuss and they'll be like, wow, the world is so different now. That's crazy. Like, you know, it doesn't go too in depth with companions once you've gotten past the initial interaction. So. Well, I'm glad we have that on the table, at least, if we ever want to wrap up the Adventures of Roof that way. (laughs) Or you could get Man Beast. Man Beast. Man bust! <laughs> Where, <laughs> where's my office lanyard? Yup. Someone went really hard. I think those two things. I think 1999 by Auntie Donna was like peak Auntie Donna popularity, and Fallout 4 when it released was like peak Fallout 4 popularity, and these two. Kind of weird cultural things just came together and someone made a man beast mod for Fallout 4. You gotta love it. And when he one hits a fucking Queen Meyer Lurk. Mm. Like, ah. Yep. <laughs> Makes sense. Speaking of that stuff, I'm sorry. I've had like thousand calories today maybe and most of that is alcohol uh ryan what are you oh, checking out lucas no 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 no. yeah we're not gonna just brush <laughs> no, no, over that no 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 what the fuck lucas <laughs> did you not eat today and how much have you had to drink um i've had two drinks uh one before and then calories each one th- no no like 200 calories each but then, yeah, I was at the bar, so I had, like, a PB&J uh, on toast for breakfast, and then, you know, like, whatever I could snack on there a little bit, but, yeah, I was working. I didn't have time to sit down for a meal. I'll eat something probably right after this while I edit, but, no, that's where I'm at for now. Okay, well, raise your hand if in the future you're okay waiting a little bit longer to start the podcast if it means lucas can eat dinner <laughs> i mean my plan was to eat before but i had to stay late because we popped off at the end it was a whole thing 
Well, no. I am sorry. Is, every, is Chicago, like, good to be popping off uh, at this stage? Um, <laughs> better than most is my understanding. Uh, is it, though? Uh, Chicago you know, let- cases COVID. <laughs> We're cities for COVID. Illinois added over 2,000 cases yesterday. Mm. And Cook County is far and away, like, ridiculously the most uh, in the entire state. Like, by 10 times as many as any other county. So I'm going to guess it's fair to say that it was at least 1,000 cases yesterday in Chicago. So... (laughs) I mean, compared to, okay, uh, according to analysis, 20 metro areas with the highest daily rates of newly reported infections as of Wednesday were Los Angeles, Long Beach, Phoenix, Houston, Riverside, San Bernardino, Dallas, Chicago. Hmm. So top 10. (laughs) Per capita, I think we're fine. (laughs) But once again, you realize what you're comparing yourself to. I'm comparing yourself to the United States. We're like literally COVID central, like far and away the worst country. Also true. And uh, there's plenty of other countries that have handled it way better than us and are at a better place with the virus that are still completely shut down. So just because you're better per capita than some areas of the United States does not mean you're good to go. Yeah, but at least we won't have social security for very long. Or the mail. Yeah. I bought some Bugs Bunny stamps. I did my part, and you can too, listener. Or an election. Yeah, that would help. That would help as well. Honestly, you... democracy is pretty overrated. Am I right? Buy some stamps, or vote, or hey, fuck it, go crazy, do both. But actually, make sure you at least do the second one. <laughs> if you want to buy some stamps too, cool. But what if you can't vote because you've been purged off the voter rolls mm. and you've you've passed the deadline for mail-in ballot applications in your state? Yeah. If, if you then are, what, Andrew? Then fucking burn it down. <laughs> take take it to the streets. Oh wait, then you'll get kidnapped by federal officers. Then what, Andrew? I would say use that one phone call to uh, you know call your congressman, but we all know that'll do fuck all. Wait, try to resist arrest? Then you die. Then what, Andrew? Well, then you're dead. Ah, cool. But at least you, you know, died fighting the good fight. No. Face gr- face down yeah. and no one will know it was you. Aww. Yep. Don't die for anything. You're, no one's, it's not going to be remembered, man. It fucking sucks, but it's true. Don't fucking die for anything. Ryan, what are you checking out? <laughs> what are you dying for, Ryan? Nothing. Oh. Take my own advice. Do as I say and as I do. Oh. Uh, I finished Dark season three. Um, it's fucking wild, homie. Mm. It's good shit. Quantum um, even. Hmm. Yes. To be fair, you need to have a very high IQ to understand Dark. <laughs> The German TV show on Netflix. Um, 
But yeah, the show went from where is Mickle to ah, I don't fucking care. When <laughs> is Mickle? M- well, why listen. is Mickle? That's the season one finale, that <laughs> transition. So that'll tell you what seasons two and three got into. Because, <laughs> yeah, that was the first mind-blowing. It goes from where is Mickle to when is Mickle, and then it goes to... No, when is anything? And then it goes to when is, and then it's just because your brain is just fucking porridge in your skull. Uh, yeah, and that's the the trajectory of the show. I don't think I've ever eaten porridge actually. It's I don't think good. I have either. Huh? It's not not great. Uh. Some of y'all haven't eaten porridge porridge in a show. Oh. I saw someone that said, like, they posted a tweet. This is kind of meme corner, I guess. It said, Go for it. my first struggle meal, and it was, like, a normal ham and cheese sandwich, a bag, like, a tiny bag of Doritos, and, like, a, a fucking, like, Nutrigrain bar with the Gatorade to drink. And everyone was like, Jesus Christ, that is not a struggle meal. <laughs> like, Turns out your struggle meal is just my lunch. <laughs> like, and someone's like, looks like someone hasn't had sleep for dinner. <laughs> so, yeah, I was a little depressed by that. I was like, has this person ever eaten ramen if that's their struggle meal? Mm. <laughs> but, yeah. Oh my god, so I had to like make a quick breakfast and get out out of here and start my day. So, you know, instead of my normal breakfast, I had to make, you know, just one standard latte and a poached egg. I was going to say, I couldn't poach my egg, I had to go over easy. Oh, no, no, no. Well, of course they had to poach their egg. Even if you're late, you gotta poach that egg. Yeah, gotta but poach you that egg. <laughs> but you couldn't have your side of smoked salmon and fucking hash browns bacon and yeah breakfast potatoes yeah prepared by horatio oh horatio huh day yeah, in the Horat- life of horatio so you no know homie be out there poaching that egg chef. yeah, yeah. horatio be poaching that egg fam you know he'd be poaching no. not be poaching Horatio ain't living if Horatio ain't poaching. You're not going to catch Horatio not poaching. Oh, no. Horatio wouldn't be caught dead not poaching. Or, shit, fuck! Back <laughs> what Flipped is him. happening? Oh, no, Horatio. <laughs> he wouldn't be caught dead not poaching. Uh, he would be caught dead not poaching, because that's the only way he would be not poaching, is if he was caught dead. Yep. Horatio poaches till Horatio dies. This is one purpose in life. Yep. And he poaches everything, too. He poaches exotic animals. <laughs> poaches eggs. Uh, what else? Is there any other definitions of poaching that I'm missing out on? Shit. Poach Ouch. definition. Real estate? You know, like you can sneakily buy up land under other people? Is that a thing? That should be a thing. Hmm. Uh, to become sodden by being trampled also yeah. means to be poached. By hoofed animals. What? That's so fucking specific. Good for Horatio. Get yeah. weird with it. <laughs> Horatio straps on the, the Nike hoof print and... <laughs> Starts stomping around on the lawn. 
No, oh, no, 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 caught no, dead, that, not poaching. No, that's actually how he was caught dead. He's like, if I'm going to uh, go out, I'm going to go out <laughs> poached. And he just throws himself in front of a stampede of wildebeest. Ah, Horatio poaches himself. He does a, he does a, a lawn cosplay and just covers himself in, like, sod and then <laughs> gets trampled by a stampede. The gang poaches Horatio. <laughs> Horatio, my guy, you've been poaching for way too long. We're going to give you a poaching break. The gang who poaches Horatio. Fuck. (laughs) What the fuck? I think we've improved enough today. I mean, we have been pretty good at it. Um, We are improv elitists. If we want to call it here, though, I am very okay with that. Uh, Thank you all so much for listening to episode 107 of the Volunteer Viewing Podcast. If you like what you heard, like, comment, subscribe, etc. Leave a review. Uh, Also, be sure to check us out on Patreon. A lot of great tiers. Donate if you're financially able to. Otherwise, you can send us an email with your questions. Kind of have like a loose mailbag thing going on in the quarantine cast. So, definitely check those out. Coming out pretty much every weekday. Either solo, duo, or all three of us casts. Um, Definitely check us out on Twitter, though. At V2 underscore podcast. Uh... Yeah, get all of your updates there. Um, also, check out me, Lucas DeWriter, on Twitter. Uh, usually, like, got some hot takes related to writing stuff, trying to be a freelance writer. Uh, but right now, my, my Twitter is basically just a Chicago Firefighter Stan account. Um, our email is voluntaryreviewing at gmail.com. Don't know if I said that. Apologies. But regardless, be sure to check out the Act Blue link in the description of this episode. Make a donation there. It will go to a collection of great causes. Who wants to end this on a note that will help people get through the rest of... No, get people through this next week. There's protesters in the United States that are facing life imprisonment for mischief paint on the ground. Yep, literally criminal mischief. And uh, they're being charged with a gang enhancement that could potentially give them life in prison. So, you know, people that painted windows red are being charged the same way as if a group of 20 people broke into that building and kicked the attorney general to death. (laughs) All well, a Portland police officer literally firebombed people. Also in L.A., today there was a pro-Trump protest in Beverly Hills that had a police escort, where two months ago, the Beverly Hills Police Department was beating people with clubs and mace for protesting an actual thing. I don't know what a pro-Donald Trump protest would look like. There was a, uh, a mass protest at Madison's Capitol building yesterday to protest against the mask order. <laughs> and guess what? The police didn't uh, form a line and push all of those people out into State Street before beating the shit out of them and then throwing a bunch of tear gas. That's crazy, fam. Maybe it's because those same fucking cops went out and publicly said they would not enforce the mask order. <laughs> Fucking. Yep. Hey guys, we're not gonna do our jobs. That's what that's fucking advertising. Pieces of shit.
I mean, how about this? This, the handling of the virus, the mishandling of the virus by the Republican government led mm-hmm. by Donald Trump might end up costing a year, two years of our lives. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Like literally, we're in the prime of our life. Mm-hmm. We should be out doing whatever the fuck we want. We should be bopping. And, mm-hmm. and literally, we are not allowed to. Like literally, if you talk to people in their 60s, what like if you could go back to any age, what would it be? A lot of like most of them would say 25. Yeah. Yep. It's literally where we are. That is literally being stolen from us. And, and then people have the audacity to blame it on millennials mm-hmm. <laughs> for just simply trying to get some level of normalcy and going out to the club because they're they've been misled by those same Republican leaders. Yeah, those, those saying that it's trying to them, do that. They're like either those Republican leaders are saying that you don't need a mask, that it's safe to go back to you know normal, or that it's just not real altogether. And then when people are like, "All right, let's fucking let's get it." Yep, and then, then the numbers get worse, and, and they, they blame co- millennials. Yep, and and to like, let's be perfectly clear: those people should not be doing those things. But I understand it. <laughs> if there if there was bipartisan, the- stay the fuck home. This is really dangerous. There would be a lot less people trying to do that. It's because the they fact that they they created issue. some sort of side that you can take sides on whether or not this virus is going to kill people. Has has absolutely enabled hundreds of thousands, probably millions of people, to be incredibly irresponsible. Like, this could have been and, a and as a result, that is again just stealing more and more time from the literal prime of our life. God, I would give anything to be able to just hang out in a bar filled with other twenty-somethings without worry right now, and. Not even successfully flirt with strangers, but just, like, have that experience again. This is awful. And this this has possibly permanently ruined my brain in how I'm going to perceive group settings. Because I know a lot of people experienced this early on. And much like everything in life, it took me a while to catch on. Um, but, like, I, I finally have started experiencing things where if I'm watching TV shows and I see people sitting next to each other or hanging out in a building i'm like they can't do that (laughs) they're not wearing masks shaking hands and you're like oh fuck Uh, why and it's like oh wait yeah no that was just that was just an episode of a tv show that was filmed five years ago and it might literally still be a couple years before we can actually return to that yep I saw my mom on Saturday, and and my dad, and my sister, and my sister got word on Friday that she is, in fact, like, does have to go back to work being a teacher, and that they're going to have all in-class teaching, no virtual, none of that, and it's being mandated by the county, there's nothing the school can do, and it's fucked, and my mom had a mental breakdown because she's, like, literally not going to be able to see uh abby unless they are standing across the street from each other for the time being because abby is going to be put in like one of the more like transmission risky situations you can be in a classroom with 30 fucking kids (laughs) yep so i don't know get mad 
get mad. The, the prime of your life was literally stolen. Look at look at countries like New Zealand or even Vietnam, and be like, ah, turns out you can absolutely manage this. Like, would the United States have probably had a some minor outbreak? Absolutely. Did it have to be where we are? We could oh have handled God, it. No. We could have fucking handled it. Like it again. It would have happened, and we would have been like, oh my God, it's so horrible that. 7,000 people died in America. That would have been awful. That would have been horrific. It would have been a travesty. But we are so far past that that at this point we'd be like, oh my god, only 7,000 people died? Yeah. I've seen that online where people Mm -hmm. are like, wow, look at this country. Only 10,000 people died. And it's like, Jesus Christ. We are so fucked. Like, morally historically economically emotionally it's just we are gone man oh man but hey there's some people coming back from their weekends is there anything you can do (laughs) to give them hope well i think if we all get together and you know make sure that we stay home and wear our masks and uh you know try to social distance I still don't think there's a way we're going to have a handle on the yeah. virus before the next 18 months. Yeah. Well, well what what do you, what do you have to say about uh, different uh, protection? What can we can we limit international travel? Can we uh, can can we establish testing tracing programs? What, that, couldn't that, that slow been, That would have been great 5 months ago. Yeah. <laughs> Alley-oop. Oh, man. Everyone watched that clip, too. Because climate change is still a thing. Yep. That didn't go away just because no. tens of thousands of people are dying every week, month, whatever. In the in the long run, climate change is going to kill more people than COVID did. Unfortunately, a lot more. Yep. But might not be as American, so yeah. people probably won't care in the U.S. Ugh, this didn't have to be normal. Um, fuck. Okay. Well, this. At least we're all sad now. Yeah, this kind of backfired on me. What are you doing, DeWriter? You know you can't hand her off this late in the game. Um. <laughs> you know where it's gonna go. That's actually <laughs> Lucas's inner monologue. Ah, fucking shit. God damn it, Lucas. <laughs> DeWriter, come you on. You should have known this is gonna happen. This is the formula. Andrew <laughs> says something. The outlandish and you know lucas reacts away and ryan reacts away and then andrew counters with whatever blah 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 blah. lucas said hey is there anything else ryan and andrew get very very sad and <laughs> pessimistic damn it roger you could have just gone to the rim finished this thing 10 minutes ago but you passed it and now look where we're at yeah no you, you passed you... the ball to george hill and this is what <laughs> oh no <laughs> Fuck. that one hits close to home uh, yeah no you you literally you had done the rap, and said all the thank yous. It was time to go to the clap sync, and you were just looking for one little fun send off, and you came our way. <laughs> um, you, you knew better. You were supposed to be the chosen one. Here's the fun send off before we go to the clap sync. Played a couple hours of Papers Please. Good video game. <laughs> Thank you for recommending it, Ryan. Still batting a batting a thousand on video on on recommendations. Oh yeah. And I'm not a good video game recommender. Hey. Historically speaking. 
Nope, I can't, I can't follow up with questions anymore. We just have to go to a classic. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Thank you all so much for listening. Um, talk to you tomorrow on the Quarantine Cast. Bye.